0: my wife dearly we had to make a living i was younger than i am now and thought i needed more i didn't believe in prohibiting people from getting the things they wanted i thought prohibition was an unjust law and i still do Greetings, mortals, and welcome to another episode of A Podcast But Evil. Uh, I'm Doug Leaf.
1: I'm Dan Oster.
0: And this week, we are covering uh, public enemy number one, Al Capone, uh, our first real human being, uh, a.k.a. Scarface, and per my research, a.k.a. Snorky.
1: <laughs> oh, Snorky. Snorky talk, he, he probably man. was go- <laughs> <laughs> he was going around trying to make that a thing, you know,
0: on Scarface, and he was like,
1: well, what about Snorky? I, I feel like I look like a Snorky.
0: Apparently, that was a family nickname, so it didn't it didn't get outside of the usual And oh, uh, my okay, family so it
1: opposite. It was like, uh, oh, you think you, oh, Mr. Mister Scarface thinks he's such a big deal. Yeah, he's still Snorky to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, by family, I mean his actual biological family, not the mob family that he was Right, right, exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: His, his, uh, that
0: would be a fun little sitcom, The Capones. <laughs> yeah, and look for us to do all sorts of uh mob related clichés and voices this episode for sure.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure this is like hate speech at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be some
0: <laughs> like it's the it's going to be some hardcore Italian stereotyping just just shy of like Mario. <laughs> yeah. We're going. yeah, that's right. Yeah, Mario
1: gets a pass. He gets grandfathered in apparently. You know what it the,
0: is? Mario uh, says monsters. he just says so little. Like he's basically like let's go
1: and that's all you get Yeah, it's true. He's not like that's a big beat ball. He doesn't do that shit. Although I think in the cartoon, oh hell yeah, regret. he said a lot. In the cartoon, he was doing a lot of that.
0: Stuff. Like the, you mean the old like Captain Lou Albano thing from yeah nineteen ninety one. There
1: was a lot of like minstrelly stuff going on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was definitely From the Italian, Italian version. Of yeah, uh, so uh, I so we were talking off air. Uh, let's see, uh, we're gonna add a new segment, which is what does Dan know about this offhand with no research? Uh, I'm sure yes. we'll come up with a punchier title for it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: is, is there a theme song, Doug, that goes with? That?
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to start composing some little jingles and stuff to make this a proper podcast. Um, All right. So yes, what, what do, do you I know?
1: You... Uh, what do I know about Al Capone offhand? Right. I know he died of syphilis.
0: Yes. Ding. Okay.
1: <laughs> I think that's it. No. Uh, operated largely in the Chicago area.
0: Yes. Ding.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Mob boss known as Scarface. We covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most of the stuff I know about him is not factual stuff from the movie The Untouchables. So did he ever beat somebody to death with a baseball bat at a
0: dinner i wouldn't be surprised i don't i wouldn't i didn't remember coming across that but the thing the kind of thing of i was thinking about with this is like if you whatever wild guesses you made would not probably be that far off like oh, is, well the
1: only other thing i can yeah. tell you factually i mean if we sat here forever i probably could you know strain to find a few more but of course uh he was finally convicted of tax evasion right that was the thing yeah. that got him on so I remember that. Oh, yes. And according to our, our commander in chief, uh, he was treated better than Roger Stone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that was a real quote? Yeah, he really oh, said Oh, fuck that. Like, that guy. Not even,
1: not even Al Capone, <laughs> you know, was treated this way. He always goes, it's funny. I mean, guilty consciences. I mean, he comes back to Al Capone a lot when he talks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so those are the things I know. Syphilis, uh, Chicago mobster, got him on tax evasion.
0: Yes, all all true.
1: Oh, um, and he didn't ever keep anything in his vault. His vault was <laughs>
0: <laughs> empty. Oh yeah, it was his glove box or whatever they opened. I forget. <laughs> no, that was from <laughs> that was UHF. <laughs> All right,
1: yeah, shows what I know. For those <laughs> for <laughs> uh, younger than us or less nerdy than us, uh, there was a, a moment when Geraldo Rivera, who hosted a, a scummy daytime talk show, uh, made a big deal about opening Al Capone's vault on live TV. It was a big uh, event in what the '80s or '90s. Probably, '80s, probably moment. the '80s. And uh, but you know, you always vet. You don't. You never do anything like that for real. But he didn't know that, and so they opened it up, and I believe there was like nothing inside of it. I think it was empty. So.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: so, so those are the things I know.
0: You're 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 not far off. This this guy is. Um, I, I think he's a fitting choice for our first uh, uh, actual person, as opposed to a, a fictional character. Mm-hmm. Um, he is again uh, nicknamed Public Enemy Number One, and I would. I, if you if you were to rattle off a that's bunch, that's
1: just a nickname. That's not an official title.
0: Not really. I, I when okay. I when I found like who had given him the nickname, like it was a it was some sort of government agency, but it wasn't like the top of like an FBI hit list okay. or anything like that. But he did You're get like, that people nickname. called in and voted right. Uh, but if you were to rattle off other gangsters, like I you know you, I'm sure you'd recognize the names if I said like Lucky Luciano or sure. uh, John yeah. Dillinger. You know, like these names yep. like are still remembered, but nobody in terms of like. I feel like if you were to ask people to come up, if you can only name one, it would be Al Capone. Like everybody knows that oh, name.
1: Yeah, he's well, I, You know, if you ever want to know who has like lasting power in 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 like American, uh, uh, sorry, I'm getting a call here. Let me let me let me take take that back. You may want to edit that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, if you ever want to know who's got staying power in like the public consciousness, all you have to do is like go overseas and say like who who do you know that's an American? You know, and if you ask them about gangsters, they're going to say Al Capone for sure.
0: Yeah. And part, and part of that is because he was a, you know, a very successful gangster who, you know, did a lot of stuff. I think he would have been famous on his own um, regardless, but he also did a lot to court his own fame. Like he, yeah, he was okay. very. Yeah. So he, he was an image hound.
1: He was. So he was known basically, uh, you know, it, it was an open secret that this guy was a criminal
0: absolutely um he and the, the fascinating thing is like how do you get away with that and the answer is overwhelming money and and obviously the threat of violence but what i was finding when i was doing my research was like the like they thought the number of cops that he had in his pocket was like 50 percent of the co- chicago police force. wow like some absurd number of people and not to mention you know uh po- local politicians and congressmen and stuff like, and it's like, well, yeah, that's you would have to do that the, the, to get away with this level of criminality. The only way you could do it is if you had like a lock on the system being unable mm, to touch. I
1: you. can think of no analogous modern <laughs> examples of that.
0: Well, even then, though, I like you know, when you say like you know, someone who's corrupt has like, um, you know, the, the classic one, right? Trump says he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and get away with it. Mm. Um, Al Capone really could do that, you know, um, in a way that, you know, even Trump never could because of the, this. <laughs> and was, and was,
1: I mean, more likely to, I suppose.
0: <laughs> way more likely to. Although oh, not, uh, he didn't commit as many of the crimes himself. After a while, it was a lot of like giving orders to people. So like famously, he was the architect of what was known right. as the Valentine's Day Massacre.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And he gave the. So, or- Doug, tell
1: you know. us about the Valentine's Day Massacre.
0: It happened on February 14th, oddly enough. Um February 14th, 1929 I have in my notes. Um and it was a uh, a murder of seven rival uh gang members. And what was notable about it was that it was done in broad daylight. And you know there were plenty of witnesses who conveniently remembered nothing. Hmm. F- you know for obvious reasons either they were so you know, under we pain of violence suspect or the men
1: in money. black of course.
0: Right that is that is of course <laughs> what it was. Um but but Capone did not um he did not personally participate in it. He just gave the order to do it. Um, and you see if you like if you track his career, you know the more he becomes the head of the the family or the the, the crime organization, the less he is hands on. But he but make no mistake, he was plenty brutal and hands-on throughout his career. Um, he he kind of started it was his start was kind of interesting. So he starts off when he's young he, he you know he ditches school. Um, in like sixth oh, grade. Oh, it is. It's where, that's how it starts. So yeah, he get, he got, and why he dropped out of school is I think he hit a teacher, like, <laughs> like you know, I'm
1: not getting. Do you know Trump hit a teacher?
0: You yeah, know big surprise. No, really. <laughs> I, I totally believe. I can't it. wait.
1: I can't wait to hear more about this. Again, did the Alcomo thing with Trump—try to start uh, uh, the XFL. Was it something? Talk
0: about it. Yeah. No. I mean, that's the thing with Trump. Is like you could make up any story about him at this point, and like even if it was fake, you'd still believe it. was like, well, it, oh no, he. Uh, you know, he. Yeah, he uh, has. He basically took armadillos and he made them radioactive and he dropped them from hot air balloons on people. And you're like, ah, oh, it sounds weird, but yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: <You know? laughs> I can't say that it doesn't I, track.
0: Yeah. Um, so he, yeah, he drops out of school. He, he quickly uh, finds a home for himself kind of uh, in a low level criminal underworld to the point where he's like working as a bouncer in CD bars and stuff. And this is how he gets the Scarface uh, nickname. He, when he's like 17 or 18, he comes up to a girl in this bar and uh, makes some comment about how she has a nice ass or something. And her boyfriend. not uh, What being, would it sound like, Doug? He'd say, hey, you got a nice ass. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Hey. <laughs> um, come on. Come in. Uh, he, he, he does actually. Have you ever seen a picture of him?
1: Uh yeah, I've seen. There's that famous. There's like the like a mug shot, right? Isn't yeah, the he. Famous he picture of him?
0: Yeah, I. So I went and found a clip of him. Uh, you know, actual clips of him talking, and he he sounds like he looks. Like he's got a very sure. he's got a very low voice and you know, very intimidating. Although he did actually work hard to eliminate his accent at one point, oh. um, because of his growing public persona, he wanted to portray himself as like a, a criminal gentleman. Oh, of, you know, like he really. Genius. This yeah. <laughs> So anyway, he calls. He tells his lady she's got a nice ass. Her boyfriend uh, is not pleased and slashes him on the his left cheek, kind of mm-hmm. near his jawline. Okay. So it's not like it's all the way across his face, but apparently he did not yeah. like the name Scarface. Like he was very self conscious about that, right? To the right. point of like he, he literally did was one of those people that was like, "Oh, take a picture of me on my good side."
1: Yeah, you know, interesting. He, so a vain guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do we know what happened to the guy who slashed him?
0: Uh, I don't know if he was killed or not. This was before he had really risen to any kind of power.
1: Yeah, um, yeah not would not too would, like, long. want to circle back
0: around. And <laughs> get that he might have. I don't. I don't remember if I if I noted that when yeah. I was looking this guy. Yeah, up. it's
1: rough being called Scarface because that really makes you sound like a Dick Tracy villain. You know.
0: Well, except I think Dick Tracy comes after. You know, like that is. You know, Dick right. Tracy is very much using the real life tropes from these people. Uh, yeah. and, and building on that And the movie Well, okay So I was trying to figure out it Was the the Scarface movie Or group of movies Based on him And like loosely In that they're, they are talking
1: were, about The uh, Al Pacino movie Scarface Well, which about, So you track like, you know, like that back that guy, He's from uh, Cuba, right?
0: Right But if you track that back So originally there was a book Called Scarface Back in the 20s which used Al Capone as an inspiration When there was a movie made of that In I think the 30s And then the Brian De Palma one you're talking about Is a remake of that So right, there is a line say, from Al just, Capone just, just to Tony
1: Make make some uh, different artistic choices there
0: Right, right So there is a line from Al Capone to Tony Montana But it's like a loose connection
1: Did Al Capone ever say uh, Say hello to my little friend
0: That's what I want to know I would love to hear it It would sound like
1: hey, Say hello to my little
0: friend hey. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Maroon. <laughs> um, you know but it is interesting like you I was so I was reading about like how did this guy rise to power right and and when I was reading about it I was like oh man this sounds like every you know mafia thing I've ever seen whether it was the Sopranos or the Godfather or um goodfellas like any kind of these mob movies um and stories like when you hear stories about what Al Capone did, like man, it all tracks. Like it's all like that. Really is what he was like, um, right down to his like kind of his kind of semi-paranoid personality. Yeah. Um, and so he rais- So he he's working. He gets the-
1: slashed. He rises. He's rising through the ranks.
0: Well, he's rising through the ranks. He basically attaches himself to a guy named Johnny Torrio, and Johnny Torrio is the number two guy in the Chicago crime family, run by a guy named Big Jim uh, Colosimo. And Colosimo owns like lots and lots of clubs in the Chicago area. And and Capone is working at one of those clubs, actually one in New York. I think when he meets, um, Torio, Torio says, Hey, come to Chicago with me. I want to introduce you to some people. Um, but and he basically becomes Torio's like suit, like right hand guy, like absolutely like 100% loyal and reliable to him to the point where when Torio says, Hey, if you, if, you know, if we knock out, Big Jim, I become in charge, and then you're, you know, my right hand guy as the head of the family, um, which is exactly what happens. Capone murders um, Big Jim, Torio takes over the the gang, and in I think 1919 ish. Uh, no, sorry, it would have been 1920 uh, or after that. Because yeah, that's when say, sh- like, that's when on. Prohibition went into effect. The 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 precipitating thing that made them want to knock him off was. Um, Big Jim was kind of reluctant to get into uh the illegal booze game once Prohibition came around. And so mm-hmm. they recognized, no, this is a, a gold mine for us. We need you know, we need new leadership. Um and that was what led to the toppling of the ranks. And then eventually a few years after that, um a rival gang tries to kill um kill them. They do manage to kill Torio, but not Capone, and thus Capone uh becomes the head of the family. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, and then Perfect. begin, yeah, and then begins consolidating his power through a whole bunch of like savvy alliances, and uh, some some of them are alliances, some of them are hostile takeovers, yeah, to use like a corporate term. But that's basically what he's doing to the point where he now owns you know enormous uh, levels of like alcohol production, distribution, uh, prostitution, vi- you know, gambling, like any sort of like income stream you can think of. Like he's sitting at the top of all of it. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's how he gathers enough money to be able to buy off all but these people.
1: He's not paying his taxes. He's not.
0: He's not. And uh, there's.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's you know, yeah. If you you say he owns these things, but it's all off the books, obviously. You know?
0: Well, certain parts of the business are like you know. You might say like, well, he actually owns this, you know, bar, like that. Those income. Yeah, I'm, sure, streams,
1: I'm sure he has some stuff that you know he had. Paper on, but yeah, uh, I imagine a lot of it's not. Yeah, you know? and well, certainly the prostitution would be a hard thing to explain,
0: right? And I think the the level of like money laundering that you might see in a subsequent operation is probably owes a lot to the fact that Al Capone was taken down for tax evasion, which is like, you know, you think about that like scene in Breaking Bad where like Saul Goodman pulls Walter White aside and is like, "You've got to do something with all of this money." so that you don't end up like Al Capone like you have to do this here's you know there's a system for laundering this money and you have to do it obviously Capone was not doing that and that led to his downfall um but uh my favorite thing that I found in terms of like his level of just brutality and kind of fiendish clever uh, cleverness is some
1: kind of like you like him
0: so. he's fascinating like you know, he is a really interesting guy but like here, here was the one that I thought was like this is emblematic of so much kind of um, you know why he's such a scary guy? Um, he so the racket is they are trying to get their their particular booze into speakeasies and and clubs, uh, and mu- muscle out. Al the comp-
1: Capone's private
0: reserve. Right. Yeah. The right. Uh, they want to muscle out the competition. So what they do is they go to uh, the bar and they tell the bar owner, "Hey, you need to." Uh, you got to be selling Al Capone signature select, yeah, Capone and Weiser. right, and, he, <laughs> and if they say no, they what they would actually bomb the bar, and after they bombed oh, the bar, okay. that was
1: definitely in the Untouchables,
0: yeah. So they bomb the bar, right? And there's a whole series of bombings across Chicago. Wow, and while, when they do this, but the, the kicker is, so the bar owner is like, well, I need to rebuild my bar, but now I have no money. I need a loan. Oh, Guess wow. where? So the loan comes from the Capones as well. So and now they, use, like, now they own you. Now they totally own you. is a very
1: own. nice bar. It is a shame if something were to happen to it.
0: Right. Like all those <laughs> cliches are real. Like all of those <laughs> things come from this guy. Well, not yeah. just him, but. This bar seems very explodable. <laughs> it would be a shame if all of this flammable liquid were to uh, be stored here. Um, that would be very unfortunate. Yes. I always love that cliche. Right just and the, and the, the
1: concerned mobster. Right, and People they know, know one guy actually genuinely was concerned, but he just came across <laughs> that way, like he was threatening.
0: Yeah, and like the, the were, know,
1: heart disease is the is the number one killer in America. <laughs> it would be a shame if you were to uh, have a heart attack. You're like, what do yeah, you mean, no. you give you a heart attack? No, I'm I'm concerned for you. Anyway,
0: but it's kind of genius in that like they know that if this guy wants to rebuild. He's running an illegal bar, like he's a speakeasy. So he can't. True. He can't go to insurance and say like reimburse me for my bar. He can't go yeah. to, to an a, uh, upstanding bank and ask for a loan. They've got to go to a, a criminal mm. to get that loan. And got so it's, by the ball, yeah. Um, the clip I found, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. The clip I found of Capone talking, he actually says, you know, oh, well, I think you know, prohibition is an unjust law. It's like, oh, you are not a moral crusader <laughs> by any stretch, but it's cool. Yeah, but I that he mean, arguably, he
1: loved prohibition, right? I mean, that would be a huge hit to his business,
0: right? It was, you know, that it, it was repealed, absolutely, um, and he, you know, took full advantage of that, and uh, as did quite a few uh, crime outfits back then. But that mirrors—you've um, uh, seen The Godfather, correct? Yes. Okay, so to out me on. I just I just wanted to say something about it. I wasn't sure if you'd seen it. Um, no, the um, <laughs> you can
1: spoil the Godfather.
0: Well, this is early on too, but like uh, pretty early on in the movie, a hit is uh, carried out against Vito Corleone, and the reason is he, you know, the the other crime families in the movie are looking. They want to
1: they wanna do like heroin, right? Right. They, they, they like want to
0: sell. Yeah. They want to sell drugs, and he's against it. Right, he's kind of like, ah, it's uh, it's a dirty business, it's going to take us no, all down. No, we
1: just sell uh, orange slices, that's
0: all. we going to sell oranges, the children. Just
1: oranges, there it is. Oh, yeah. It's my oh, very it's inexpensive costume
0: <laughs> shop. <laughs> Stewie Griffin. Um, uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, no, he, uh, yeah, so, I mean, isn't that sort of like his own rise to power, right? Like, they, cat, the guy didn't want to sell booze, so yeah, they it's, took out. To uh, is
1: it, uh, is it uh, James Caan who kind of expresses interest? or something and then that's sunny right is like right is like, yeah. yeah that sounds that sounds really good and then they they do a hit on veto because they figure sunny would be amenable
0: right exactly or just don't scare them into going along with it either way um right. but yeah Capone is just uh interesting in that he so he's not in the public eye initially even though he's committing a lot of crimes at some point he got arrested for something I forget what not to hain it sounded like a murder but he gets arrested, and he famously buying you know, bootleg uh,
1: records. Yeah, he,
0: he had to get that jazz that fats Waller bootleg <laughs> <laughs> oh, deep pull on twenties uh, era music. Anyway, um, he um, yeah, so he he beats the rap by which, of course, he buys his way out of it. But mm-hmm. he now tries to cast himself as this like almost Did he
1: buy rap- off the jury.
0: No, it never got that far. I think he bought off oh, okay. the prosecutor or something to dismiss the case, or right. the police, so they had no evidence. But they um, and witnesses probably too. They would to be like, overdid it. They'd be yeah. like, oh, uh, we lost all the evidence. Oh, that's
1: interesting yep. because I lost uh, my briefs. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. <laughs> oh no, I don't have my gavel. Guess we can't do the <laughs> trial today. <laughs> nope.
0: Uh, so he so he beats the rap and uses the, the fact that he uh, got out of this, you know. Um, as a springboard to start, you know this self-aggrandizement campaign in the public eye, ah. and he wants to cast himself as like almost a Robin Hood. It's almost as know?
1: if there was an attempt to hold him accountable in the in, in the eyes of the law, and it failed, and then immediately afterward he felt
0: emboldened to do whatever he wanted to do. Would you say that's a fair assessment, Doug? I would, if only there was some relevant uh, analog to that behavior. Hmm. Hmm, um, interesting. all right continue anyway so that, that so that begins his like kind of public um kind of campaign is this like you know he he was known to be kind of overly generous like this is another like kind of mob trope <laughs> yeah
1: that is that is definitely what he was known to be
0: Yeah. go open an orphanage he really was like he he gave tons of money to people now it's, a lot of it is to secure their loyalty but he also tried to give a lot of it to like try you know again uh, you know for the commu- benefit of the community, I'm sure, this but
1: managing his public image, of course,
0: exactly that's exactly what he's doing. He's you know, yeah. he is you know going to try and make himself look magnanimous, and that he was this generous, like helpful guy, and he was everybody's friend. Yeah, are you
1: really going to arrest the man who funded Saint Capone's orphanage
0: <laughs> Yep, uh, it's the one that the Blue Brothers Blues Brothers went to, right? <laughs> yes, exactly in, chi- in Chicago, uh, Chicago. I that is a weird accent, man. Uh, no offense to Chicagoans, but I, I can't really do a Chicago accent. Like it ends up being no, Coach Z. All
1: I have is that it, the SNL, like the Bears.
0: Oh, yeah, my mind devolves kid, into Z. Mine definitely turns into Coach Z at a certain point. It's a great Jerb, <laughs> Great
1: Jerb. That's it. That's the that way they talk in Chicago.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of those. All those wonderful
1: regional accents are sort of disappearing. You know, Brooklyn. You know, mm-hmm. where you say things like "void"
0: instead of "word." You know, you like, never hear anything. Yeah, the Archie bunker. Like you know, yeah, things are all going all into kind of the turlet. Like no one says turlet, <laughs> right? <laughs> turlet. Yeah,
1: the turlet's broken. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's all going away.
0: Yep. <laughs> Too bad. It's a shame. We'll have to have like an accent zoo where children yeah, can come and exactly, see them. Right,
1: exactly. Put people like Bernie Sanders in the accent zoo. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so Kapon. Um, Don't throw your peanuts at me. I'm a, I'm a man. I'm not an animal. <laughs> I'm just like you. Don't tap the glass. Don't tap the glass. <laughs> no flash photography. It will anger the Bernie Sanders.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Don't feed the Bernie. <laughs> I'm, we're really like pimping our, i'm doing this a lot i'm really pimping myself for voices today i'm sorry I'm, <laughs> no being in a good mood or
0: something no that's that's a good thing um because we the doing more of the al capone a
1: hey, voice is probably hey. not gonna get us anymore you know it's just the Fonz. was he the Fonz? <laughs>
0: yeah that's what it's turning into
1: uh known for his he, very did he have a hard time saying he was sorry is that something we know about al capone <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm serious yes
0: yes but he could really work over a jukebox, though. That was. Mm-hmm. Um, he said to the elbow it? Yep. Uh, so he, um, he being Capone, not the Fons. Um,
1: we'll, we'll do the the history's greatest monster, the Fonz, on uh, another podcast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but in terms of his personality, like again, you've got this like public persona of a guy who is like very um genial like life of the party throwing money around everywhere uh, and then private of course is absolutely terrifying and ruthless uh, and eventually that kind of starts to turn and the turning point is i think the valentines day massacre because mm. it's so brazen right. um that this you know this broad daylight Massacre that it's it, it, you just can't you can't keep it up forever.
1: Well, you know, all joking aside, I mean, this is such a typical pattern with people that are used to uh flouting the law. You know, like it's just you just get they go right. Well, that worked. I guess I guess I'll do something else. You know, right. something bigger.
0: They believe their bigger. own myth. I think right. Too.
1: I mean, it, and, and it, it's never enough. I mean, that does seem to be. The pattern when people think they can get away with something, then well, they'll keep doing it. And you almost wonder if there's like a subconscious desire to eventually like be, I mean, I don't think in Capone's case, but like to be caught and be like Bernie Madoff. You know what I mean? I almost feel like the guy was like relieved at a certain point when he was like, oh, good, I can stop. You know? <laughs>
0: yeah. I I was uh, trying to, well, uh, one of the things we've done in in previous shows is kind of talk about, like, what is the kind of universal fear that these people tap into? Sure. And some of it is, like, the fear of unpredictability, right? Fear of of the unknown. Because he's got that, like, Joe Pesci and Goodfellas thing where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah," you know, he's, like, laughing. And all of a sudden he takes something the wrong way and, Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit, here we go. Um, Yeah, you wouldn't want
1: Al Capone brought up as, like, uh, a guest in an improv show. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) We need
1: a volunteer. You, sir. Yeah. With the scar on your face. Come on up. Right. That would not go well.
0: Um, So there's that. And the other thing that occurred to me was that there's like the fear of like powerlessness that like because this guy is he's operating outside the law and he controls the system like there's nothing you can do. Right. Short of like killing him, which would probably bring down the wrath of his organization, like you, you, you feel so. He's like a force of nature. Like you can't do anything about
1: him. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You know, you say fear. I guess the fear is that is that is is that he's uh, untouchable. No, that's that referred to the the uh, federal agents, I believe. But still, that mm-hmm. he's untouchable. You know, uh, from a, a legal standpoint, and, and he can has his, his reaches as far as he wants. And uh, yeah, I think that is that is that level of like institutional corruption can be very scary and you said it yourself powerlessness you know it, it makes you feel like there i mean there's an anger associated with it too it's injustice winning that's true there, too there, there's just i mean it, it's like fear mixed with anger there's nothing you can do there's no right or wrong um these institutions that you believe in are easily uh, corrupted and destroyed in the face of wealth you know i feel right. like that's what that's that that's that's what that represents to me
0: yeah, and I think that's why, you know, I mean, yes, you've got kind of the, like, flashy things that go along with him. His, you know, the the scar, the, like, various, like, different kinds of mob tactics, um, the, you know, the Prohibition era kind of, like, mob tropes that kind of followed after that and were then immortalized in later, um, later movies and stuff. Fat Tony. Fat Tony mm-hmm. from The Simpsons. Sure. Like, Fat Tony. <laughs> but even when you go to, like, I, I don't know – um, uh, what's the uh, mafia bot or whatever his name is from Futurama like all of those things are you know just in a way kind of echoes of like al Capone like the actual human and al Capone like the um the, the, the public figure yeah, the, the public figure that he portrayed himself as like his his image although I don't think they're that different but like there is kind of like the image of Al Capone that is also like kind of indelible. Like,
1: but so we also talk about the um alignment.
0: Oh yes, you know? the alignment. I had a hard so time he, with this.
1: Oh, you really did, huh? Because he's uh, uh let's see. I I think he's not isn't he um Oh yeah, I mean you could say he's like
0: You can kind of say what, he's what neutral. Sure? You, is neutral evil a choice? New, yeah, neutral evil neutral evil is like uh I am I'm, I'm in it for myself and any uh any, I just am uh, indifferent to the harm that I cause. So like
1: I mean, he feels like a neutral evil to me.
0: I would say that, except there, with some of the like the flamboyant, like brazen touches to his yeah. crimes, that goes more on the chaotic side, where it's right, like that, I didn't yeah, have to, to do people, this. That's like
1: know. he enjoys the evil things that he does, right? Like, like the evil is the reward,
0: right? Freddy Krueger, like th- this is for sadism, you know, for right. cruelty. Uh, and there's definitely some of that, and there's also a little bit of lawful evil because he is trying to. This is a nice dream you're having. It's a shame. <laughs>
1: If someone were to
0: enter it and say pose as a a personified lawnmower, <laughs> your greatest fear is lawnmowers. It would be a shame
1: if I don't know I were to turn into a giant lawnmower and mow you as
0: grass. <laughs> Freddy Krugerelli. <laughs> Uh, I can't Are there any uh, Italian like Slasher characters I can't think of any uh. Oh well a Million dollar idea Right there Right yes yeah, so Of course we have We had Jason Voorhees He's obviously Dutch Forges uh. <laughs> Forges <his. laughs>
1: for Oh you know Jason Voorhees Yeah <laughs> Yeah uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, yes, chaotic <laughs> evil. Well, you're right. He's a little bit of a mix. He's 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 uh, yeah. clearly indifferent to the the harm that he causes, but it seems like he could be persuaded to take a little joy in it.
0: Yeah, but he definitely is more of a strategic thinker. He's not he's not literally trying to cause chaos. He's trying to make money. Right. So any, anything that causes too much disruption would uh, endanger the the livelihood there. So
1: yeah, he's uh, more of like a Falcone than a Joker.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, he's nowhere near that level of. Uh, uh, insanity or chaos, so yeah. But yeah, so probably more towards the neutral side, but there's a little bit of the other two as well. I think uh, in there,
1: okay. Uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so where does uh, Elliot Ness fit into this? Is that just all fiction?
0: No, Elliot Ness is a real person who is involved well, really in the investigation. He's a real person. Um,
1: but did he have a lot of interactions with Al Capone?
0: I don't know that he had any direct interactions with him. I, mm-hmm. I admit I did not do a lot of research into uh, Elliot Ness. For well, this Ness. is
1: a podcast, but evil. It's not the podcast, but, but awful. Yeah. Um,
0: so I did not look at that. I, did, I was kind of interested in the tax evasion thing. Um, I think what was kind of interesting about it is like, What was brilliant about that uh, gambit in terms of taking him down is he had evaded the law for so long because he could control the lawmen and he could control the witnesses, which meant he could control the evidence. But you couldn't bribe a tax return. Right, because it's 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 all laid out. It's just a document. There's nothing you can do. It's just there in black and white and you filed it. It's your tax return. So you're stuck with it, and so it made it kind of easy for them. To this go, is like, a little like
1: yeah, in—I um, don't know if you're watching the uh, McMillions documentary, Doug, on HBO.
0: I'm not, but tell me more.
1: So this is well, this is about the 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 Monopoly game that ran at McDonald's for years. Oh yeah, and yeah, how, and how uh, people scammed it. And there was a guy who was in charge of security. You know, this is where you peeled off the pieces, and you got the little Monopoly like Boardwalk and and Park Place and all that stuff, and you could win. You know, you, the, the old joke was like, "I did it! I won it! The big one! Free hash brown." but um you know right. you could win a million dollars you could win a dodge viper uh anyway it reminds me of the, of the mcmillions thing uh because uh, uh oh no i lost my train of thought what was the last time <laughs> uh tax evasion oh the documentation uh sorry you can edit yeah, all the do- yeah or no, the, no or yeah. leave it in and embarrass me the,
0: the documents were I oh no
1: i remember it. sorry I, it came back to me yeah that's all garbage that's all cutting room floor or whatever but it was
0: no it's because it's this is good know, garbage
1: <laughs> this is the humanity of the podcast right uh, you said people are turning these tax returns in they're offering this evidence it's very strong evidence because you looked at it and you said yes and you handed it in in the Mcmillions case the FBI posed as a camera crew and would go to these people's homes these people that had you know been involved in the scam and turned in fraudulent well real pieces but you know had got them under uh, fraudulent means and then they would interview them and they would tell their story that was under the guise of McDonald's. Donalds, you know, uh doing promotion. And so these people would tell their their bullshit story on camera and it was very strong evidence because here you are of your own volition offering, you know, giving yourself up right. essentially. You know? <clears throat> and no, it's, it's not and there's a the reason it's not I can't remember the reason it's not entrapment I think is because uh they initiated it, you know. I I can't remember there was a reason that's not entrapment. Um uh, because, you know, they'd already committed the crime, I think, and are confessing to it, I think is what it is. The crime had already been committed, you know?
0: Yeah, usually entrapment, uh, law talk, uh, entrapment is when you, uh, the cops... It's when get, Catherine
1: Zena jones uh, Yes, uh, right.
0: Of a heist. <clears throat> it's, it's when uh, the police induce you into actually committing a crime, not into confessing to a crime.
1: Right, so if you've already committed the crime, but the police, you know, goad you into confessing, that's
0: a different thing. Correct, and they are allowed to use deception there. But yeah, if if they're like, "Hey, why don't you go sell that guy some heroin?" and you do it, that's entrapment,
1: right? And the the allowed uh, this is also legal advice. The they're allowed to use deception thing for all you you know young stoners out there who think that uh, if you ask somebody if they're a cop, they have to say yes. It's not true. That is not true. (laughs) They don't have to say yes. That would make every sting operation impossible.
0: Yeah, Uh, and you just wear a button wherever you go that says, "You know, are you a cop?" right. Read and it. You get, and you're, that, that's what Al Capone did. And no
1: one had done it before.
0: That's right. <laughs> um, and he was uh, so he was put away. Um, he actually did get out eventually. But th- I think the primary reason they let him out of jail was by then his syphilis had progressed to a point where he was so ill. Um, mm. that It, it was made. all a
1: ploy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give myself syphilis and then they're going to have to let me out.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. He, but he did do a stint Smuggling in Alcatraz.
1: Sorry, famously a
0: resident of Alcatraz for a stretch.
1: Oh, I was gonna say I thought so. I did. I took a tour of Alcatraz, and I thought he had been there. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. like I, he 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 hit all, he's like the Forrest Gump of crime.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not very intimidating. No. Al Capone, the Forrest Gump of crime. He met four presidents.
0: Um, <laughs> Something bit him. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that yeah, and that's kind of it for the, like the factual stuff i mean i didn't I, I wish i had remembered more from what i had uh, done yeah, in the research i should have taken more notes but um because all of it was kind of gold like every time like someone was like cuz i watched uh, one of those old A&E biographies um, i found one on youtube where they talked about him and this was made long enough ago that people who they had p- interviews with people who remembered him like you know f- uh, that had interacted with him either at sure. you know newton maybe they knew oh, yeah, when he was snarky. young Snarky. But- like there was a reporter who said uh, he, you know, he was the uh, investigative reporter who had figured out that he had Capone was behind some crime, and, and the lying
1: like, lamestream media, yeah, okay, yeah,
0: no, but like true to form, like Capone had some goons like really give him a tune up, uh, like two with an inch <laughs> yeah, of his life. I
1: mean, look. I, I, I sometimes like to pretend like, oh, I, I you know, who knows who's listening to the podcast? I don't want to get political, but like, at least for my standards, I, I do that. But like, let's just be honest. If Trump could get away with sending people to a reporter's house and breaking their thumbs, do you think for a second he wouldn't? Of course he would. No, of I mean, he would. there's nothing that would stop him from doing that. No, to, other than the law.
0: Today, he uh, the the Trump administration sued the New York Times for a libel oh, yeah. over an opinion piece. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> Your opinion is is
0: liable, right? Um, yeah. But no, the libel.
1: I think I said liable. Liable, but, please. Yeah,
0: but again, the fun um, or interesting uh, twist to that story about the reporter getting beat up by Capone's goons is. When he went to go check himself out of the hospital, the hospital said, well, your bill's been paid. And you're like, well, well who, who paid the hospital Classic bill?
1: Classic abusive relationship. But
0: it was literally Capone himself who actually yeah. went physically went to the hospital, paid the guy's bill to send that message. Right, right.
1: Like, that's that's a weird message. It's a confusing message. I mean, it's intimidating. Don't get me wrong, but I'm a little confused by it. <laughs> Anytime I want, I can beat you up, and then you ain't going to have to pay for it. You
0: know? <laughs> okay, it's a free beaten.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, it's that's what's fucked up about it. It's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's scary that he was there. You know, yeah, I think in in like he, yeah, he was I think there. That's pretty scary.
0: And you know. it says like I, you know, just a reminder, like I, you know, I have this power over you. I'm using money. You know, to show you right, how just right, how powerful I yeah, am. I got so I much am.
1: money; I can even pay your hospital bill. Yeah, okay, I get it now. Well, I get Ed, it, Al.
0: Good. And he's a recognizable guy. Like again, flouting the fact that, like, you know, oh, yeah. witnesses and stuff. Like, yeah, I can walk right into this hospital, pay your bill, walk out, right. proving it's my real connection. Psychological
1: warfare to be like, oh, this poor reporter. Well, as a concerned citizen, I have to pay for his bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it does feel like Trump is taking notes now. <laughs> <laughs> the more i the more i hear
0: about it. you know i'm sure trump you know was a real estate developer in new york in like the 70s like there's no way he wasn't or like building casinos in atlantic city there's no way he wasn't yeah. bumping up against organized crime uh just just impossible that he would not have run across it at some point right um, right but to actually then adopt the their mo is uh, yeah. a little worse it's, uh, to be sure.
1: Well, you know, it's like Trump has maintained the uh, yeah all, all all the mask has slipped completely now. It's just this will now it, it only took four podcasts to become an anti-Trump podcast. Yeah, but
0: it's like well, we did well, set out not, to talk about talking, we are talking about villains, you know. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have to, you know, mm-hmm. but. Uh, but it seems like Trump has tried to maintain more of the legitimacy. You know, it's like Al Capone is like criminal, some legitimacy. It's like Trump's got most little legitimacy, but also criminal, you know? Yeah. You got your chocolate and my peanut butter, your peanut butter in my chocolate. Kind of right, thing.
0: right. Um, so that's Al Capone. Um, that's you... Al Capone. <laughs> that's all Capone. Um, oh, I so. I I, I, yeah. <laughs> Uh, one nice thing about him, apparently he was very kind to, he had a, a son who was, uh, he had one kid who, uh, and he was, uh, hearing impaired.
1: Al Capone Jr. Uh, n- n-
0: not technically in that Al, so the Al is Alphonse Capone. The son mm-hmm. is Albert Capone. Um, um, but his, his name is Al, but uh, he, um, uh, apparently Capone was very kind of, uh. Invested in helping making sure his son was uh, okay. Oh. In fact, if you watch, okay, so there um,
1: are some differences between him and Trump.
0: Yeah, <laughs> if you watch Boardwalk Empire, I, I don't know if you watch that, but uh, Al Capone is a character in Boardwalk Empire, and uh, there oh, are yeah. scenes with him and, and the kid where he's like uh, using sign language with the kid, which is okay. A- you know, so, um, so
1: this, uh, so his son was was he deaf?
0: He's deaf in one ear, so I'm not sure why he's using sign language in the show, but because it's compelling on TV, I think so. <laughs> but in real, but apparently in real life, he was actually you know uh, fairly caring. Although as far as being a family man, he did plenty of whoring well, around. Just, let, so, this is great, Doug. Yeah. I
1: just want to say that this is evidence that you know you you caring for your own family is, does not alone make you a good person. Not even close. <laughs> you know there's a lot of people go well he was really nice to his son yeah but like he murdered like, people it's a, it's a part of you it's like your dna it's like there's a little bit of a narcissism there you know but then you go out and you do horrible things to other people that doesn't make a good, good person right because you don't I view them good things as people you're not related to
0: yeah um, i mean it's
1: it's you have to take care of your son basically you know that's the thing you're supposed to do that that's chris rock would say
0: mm-hmm. he he did the bare minimum
1: yeah this so. is like when fathers are, you know, oh, but yeah, uh, sitting their children.
0: <laughs> but like, not a great, kid. But like, not a great family man because like he dragged in a lot of his siblings into the crime syndicate. So like his mm. brother ran the bottling operation. You know, like there's a lot of that where it's like, oh, well, okay. this
1: is this is this is like the McMillian's thing though. It's sort of like, well, yeah, okay. So these people were offered something and then they took it. But his brother said yes. It's not like he said, no, you got to do this, right? You know, he's a corrupting force. True, right? And one of his to, the devil can't. You know, corrupt somebody who's not corruptible,
0: right? And like his brother, one of the brothers who was in the business got killed. You know, as a result of his involvement. Oh, what happened? In a shot, I believe. Mm. Um, fell on a bullet. Yeah, he fell on a bullet. <laughs> uh, so
1: you know, again, it's real world consequences. Fell on a bullet. That's we got no evidence.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, one more thing uh, that we should talk about, though, before we uh, uh, wrap this up, is we got to figure out who would win. The thing, oh, yes. not the thing, uh, Medusa classic, versus Capone. The
1: classic matchup. <laughs> Medusa and Capone. <laughs> Medusa v. Capone, one night only. Uh, well, I think Capone would definitely not go in himself. He would send some goons. So that would be a pretty entertaining scene to start. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a like some hitmen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> going to take out Medusa <laughs> uh, You know like one guy goes in Doesn't come out for a while And then another guy goes in he Doesn't come out You know like that's what's going on yep. Um, I don't know I, I feel like that would be a stalemate situation You know where he'd be like Alright fine Medusa can have control Over the caves And <laughs> <laughs> the island of Crete On the island of Crete That's Medusa's territory fine yeah. You know We don't send no more guys in there. They're going to keep getting turned into stone. (laughs) I think. Uh, I don't know. What do you you think, Doug? uh,
0: So I think it comes down to how knowledgeable is Capone. Because Medusa's power is, you know, you look at her and you turn to stone. But if you're aware of that, you can work around it. And she she is, you know, been around for thousands of years. Uh, You know, her legend is pretty well known. But Capone also dropped out of school in sixth grade. So
1: there's a did, co- the question is The question is, they did he know The classics
0: <laughs> Does, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, although I think you, you might down. pick that up through osmosis, you know, just like yeah. knowing that, because if you know that fact, then all he has to do is, I mean, he's got a gun, which you know, in theory will stop.
1: Him. Right. So Medusa, we, as we've you know, discussed, her vulnerabilities are everything.
0: Right, that she's be, not that she's, a
1: person would be vulnerable to. Yes,
0: yeah. So physical uh, weapons would take her out. Right.
1: Maybe she's got an immunity to snakes. If you threw a snake at her, that might not do so good.
0: But okay. other than that, she's she's vulnerable to all the same stuff. Correct. So if he can if he can get in there and he's and he's aware of the vulnerability or the uh, the uh, sorry her weapon of choice. He he, all he has to do is get a couple of good shots off and he wins. Yeah, yeah. But again, all he has to
1: do is send in Mereface Corelli. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mereface, you go in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Finally, I've been waiting for this my whole life. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. You do have to know that. If you don't know that, you might just blunder and he might go in for like a meet, and then and then that's it. Yeah. You know. But so, otherwise, so
0: I gi- I think, manage. yeah, I think I give Medusa the edge here, just because I, I can't, I can't picture Capone as being that knowledgeable about antiquity. So, <laughs> well, that's where he'd surprise you. Yeah,
1: uh, but I, but I think I think again, I'd have a hard time imagining he himself would would be made vulnerable. I feel like he would ultimately just have to call off the call off the war. You know? Yeah, that's what I think would happen. So she would win. I'm going to say she wins because she you know did more damage. But I, I have a hard time believing that they would ultimately end up, you know, face to face.
0: It's it's hard for a a uh, a regular criminal to best a supernatural enemy. I think now. You
1: gotta, now I'm assuming that Medusa is, of course, going to stay in her lair for some reason. That just feels like what she does. Like she doesn't go out and buy groceries a lot for obvious no, reasons. No. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's a pretty
0: funny. Idea. She's, very, she's very much poof, a homebody. Yeah. sorry. <laughs> she's a homebody.
1: Yeah, she's a real homebody, you know, and I, I really sympathize with her, you know, mm-hmm. on that level. But uh, if she were to go out and try to, like, take matters into her own hands, that would be a different story. Yeah, that's where you uh, get, like. doesn't seem to do, that doesn't seem to be something she does.
0: Well, that's where you get, like, the mob ambush, right? Like, they're all going, she's, a, she's at a flower shop or whatever, and they all get the, you know, seven guys just firing Tommy guns into the flower shop and they, you know, um, ventilate it.
1: Right, right, right. Medusa's flower shop. Yeah. I just imagine her trying to put on like a disguise, like like a flapper hat or
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> there well, there was a famous murder. And I, it's
1: like there's a little snake underneath it, like
0: and it gives her away. <laughs> yeah. No, there was a famous uh there was a famous murder at a flower shop, um with, connected with Capone. There was a he had a rival uh, uh gang leader named O'Banion All right, Doug, I'll give you a credit for your reference. Yeah. Go on. Anyway, yeah, so O'Banion like his that was his like cover was that he was like a florist? Like he ran this flower shop, and also a crime I syndicate. I love
1: that. Like you, you're just a, <laughs> you are a florist at that point. You know? Yeah, your cover is what you do most of your day. <laughs> so, right, like, you're a florist who also happens to be involved in crime. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So and so what? What he was a rival. He was yeah. a
0: guy. Yeah, and they and they found, they murdered him at the flower shop mm. to, to take him out of camp. how embarrassing. Yeah. But he was
1: arranging lilies too. It's very ironic. <laughs> um, all yeah. right, cool. Well, is that? Are we going to call this myth busted? <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, Should we do the, the little admin stuff? Uh, so uh, hopefully, we'll start hearing from you guys soon. We're going to uh, publish. Yeah, our- we haven't.
1: We, we literally have not released these yet. As of right now, we've just been kind of banking these so we can do this really impressive rollout and then become you know uh, J- Joe Rogan level. Podcast stars.
0: Right. And then and then get woefully behind. Um but uh so as of yet they, they've not come out. But uh once they do, we would love to start hearing from you. Uh find us on Twitter at uh, podcast underscore but Or just look for podcast medieval, it also comes up. Um and, yeah, and if,
1: send us photos of your podcast butts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's just make that a thing right now. <laughs> what I don't know. I feel Show like a podcast, podcast butt, butt would not hashtag. be uh, Sorry. I feel like a podcast, butt would not necessarily be the most attractive. No, um, a lot of, not at all. Sat on,
1: but we want to see them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's lonely here in these headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'd we love that. I uh, would love to hear from you. Um, also if you want to, uh, subscribe of course and rate us on iTunes, that's very helpful. Uh, go on iTunes and, uh, write a review. We'd love to, uh, hopefully read it. And, um, uh, yeah, uh, tell all your friends uh, about evil.
1: And you know, uh, uh, there's a good chance that this one actually. Well, no, probably. I'm trying to do the math about when these will be released and like when do we when do we actually start going? Who would you like to see on the podcast? Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, yeah, but if you Adams, do have suggestions, Adams,
0: <laughs> sorry. I mean, if you do have suggestions, obviously uh, tweet them our way. You know, send, uh, let us know. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get that... to
1: that point certainly, where I, I'd love to hear uh, what people think, but it'll just be like, do you guys play Fortnite? Yeah.
0: No, I, I don't play Fortnite. Uh,
1: neither of us plays Fortnite. No, Sorry. but uh, um, I'm sure we'll do yeah, some. Yeah, think about it. Think about it, and in like a month, mm-hmm. we're gonna need we're gonna need those suggestions.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm I would take a video game character. I have a few on our uh, a list somewhere where I've been kind of compiling ideas. So, ooh, but yeah. So maybe the next one will be I only
1: want to do uh, characters from the 1960s Batman TV series So Egghead <laughs> Exclusively from, from that one my list. Yeah. yeah, exactly King Tut, Egghead <laughs> <laughs> These are the ones that I want to see
0: Yeah um, So uh, anyway, we'd love to hear from you uh, Do all that stuff And until uh, uh, next time uh, Gentlemen uh, to evil Click. Clink